Flavor Bin is back. What's up? Episode six. Uh, we got a crazy show. We for got you. a great episode. Billions McMillions and Colby Parker Jr. here. And yeah. uh, you want to set it off, Bill? All right. I just want to say uh, Colby brought in some serious heat. He brought in his man Idris Elba, aka Stringer Bell from The Wire, aka Beyonce's husband and obsessed, <laughs> and also. Uh, on the office, right? He had a little stint on the, the office. office, several episodes. And he also spins under. Uh, All right, big, big dress. dress, big dress, big dress. He was an anyway. American gangster too. Oh, an American gangster as well. Uh, and then, of course, then and we then we like wow, we hit him with the left, and then we come up with the with the right. Just just these haymakers coming in. We got Morgan Phillips, the suck lord, our our, uh, our man on the streets in New York super City, super genius, the super genius. Uh, you may not know him, but you'll know him after this. Yeah, he's in the New York room. He's coming through big. He's coming through big here. Plus, we got the flavor kills and the Peterberg motivational moment. I think I think we should just get kind of into it. Let's do it. Uh, this is uh, me and Idris rolling in the Esca. You know, one thing, though, I wanted to play kind of a, a good scene where Idris is playing Stringer Bell. All right, nice. Oh, we got the best product, right? So the chances are we gonna be able to bring in the competition by offering the re-up with us from our package. Feel me? Everybody making money sharing the real estate. Slim Charles. But what if they don't cop our re-up though? Well, I'm gonna worry about that when it happens. Until then, Mr. Charles, we gonna handle this shit like businessmen. Sell the shit, make the profit, and later for that gangster bullshit. Mmm, flavor. Flavor been exclusive with Idris Elba. What's up, you just getting into apps now? Yeah, bro. Need a late pass? No, no, seriously, man. My app situation is, I'm, I'm literally freaking brushing up my game now. I mean, I just downloaded an app that makes you see through people's clothes, man. You down with Dub Siren? Check that out yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, wait, but you could, uh, hold on, let me show you what I've got, bro. This is one of my favorite apps. This jam right here, man. Look, you can pick in. Yeah, that's that siren, I think. Oh, whoa, whoa. Selector! Why no so right now we're dealing with flavor bin inside. Cat Carl Kobe Parker Jr. Alongside the big dress, you know. Watch out no! Son of the police! <laughs> Hot. Put that in the flavor bin. So what are you doing out in LA? What's going on out here? I'm here shooting, man. I'm shooting um, Thor. Thor? With uh, Kenneth Branagh directing. Yeah, nine more days, man. Um, loving Venice, shooting. What are you gonna do? You gonna go to Gold's? Where are you gonna work out? Work out? Yeah, you don't work out? No, man, they give me a muscle suit. <laughs> what? They spray painted on? You serious? Nice. It's actually though, it's depressing when I take it off, I feel real fucking skinny. <laughs> so I'm like, I might need to go to the gym. Pete will take you to goals. You work Pete out with Berg? Yeah, Pete Berg, Pete Berg will love you more than anything if you say you want to go work out with him. No way. Dude, he's got this hockey trainer, TR. Pete Berg looks like he eats weights. And like, Dude, that guy's arms are sick right now. Team Color Transport Connection, originated by ISIS and NC, from the uptown city, from the suffering passing. Do it, you know? 
station Cause it's a transport connection Sister and sit in a transport connection A lot of God I'm getting the flavor I'm just, I'm really into radio But I'm just getting into Like how do I get on the dub tip? Where do I start? Where do I look? Um, so what, I mean, what you, what you got? You got internet, you got XM, what you got? Any, what kind of satellite radio are you working with? I don't have any, but I need some satellite radio. Huh? Satellite radio, man, let me tell you something, man. The reggae station on uh, XM, XM's definitely a good place to start, man. But I tell you, man, this app that I'll just play to you, man. Dub Siren? Jeez, bees, is it Dub Siren? Oh, well, it is Dub Siren, you're right. I told you, kid. Listen, Dub Siren, Col- man, it's got how many Col- stations? Col- correct. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe comes correct. Yeah, if you could get a link, obviously you got to be on some 3G network, but you could pick up stations. <laughs> no, yeah. Billions uh, turned me on to that. He's really into that. Who? Billions Bill? and millions, yeah. Yeah. So he likes a little bit of dub, yeah? Oh, yeah, he knows the So go to Dub Siren. Dub Siren is a good spot. Miami's got one good, Mix 96 in Miami. Mix 96, yeah. Where? A lot of, of Caribbeans in Miami, man. So I'll be on. Because I, I, I live in Miami now, so... What? Yeah, bro. You live in Miami? Yeah. What part? Uh... Nip, 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 nip. Oh, you nice. I did my own backwards <laughs> there, bro. <laughs> Saved you a bit of money. How do you like Miami? I've never been to Miami. How do you know about the radio station if you've never been to Miami? Somebody just schooled me on there and just read on some blog that that's the hot shit. It's nice, it's, yeah. Um, Miami's... It's a party town, bro. I mean, you can really get. Next right, then right. Where the fuck are we? In three tenths of a mile, left turn. Are you sure? I don't know if you know where you're going, shorty. This party's gonna be over by the time we get in. Yeah, man. Miami's cool, man. I know. You run into D Wade out there, up in the club? D Wade? No. Do you spin it all out there? Don't mind spinning for the winter music conference. What's your steez, man? What do you come out flashing? Now, man, I'm playing house, man. That's house? What? Yeah, man, some good freaking production going on in house music right now. What is house music, man? In England right now, funky house is the new shit, so it's kind of dropped off. Weird, weird garage and two-step dropped off. Funky house is sort of picked up. Because it's kind of like melodic and Caribbean, but it's got that serious house beat to it. Typically with vocals, but it's kind of... Dude, you got to make this left. It's in there. So do you have to get like 12 inches? What do you do? Oh, no, man. I'm a Serato now, man. Oh, Serato. Yeah, Serato is where, you know, vinyl... No, yeah, Serato's no no joke. It's no joke. Never be. Come on, let's work, 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 work. Come on, let's work it to the bone. Come on, let's Make work. left in 200 yards, then arrive at Flavor Bill. Colby, I didn't quite understand it, but Corey Haim died. Online, I saw this thing that said uh, Corey Haim lost Angel to Lost Soul, and I thought it was just another thing about talking how it was kind of a fuck up, but. He died. I, I, yeah, it's really sad. That's pretty insane. And it was like under weird circumstances. Like he was at some like low income housing thing. Or I didn't understand. He's in the what Oakwood. It, is that where the Oakwood where you stayed? Yeah. The Oakwood. In Burbank, yeah. The Oakwood that you stayed. That's that weird. I didn't think that was low budget. AKA the Jokewood. 
That's just kind of like an apartment complex. Nah, dude. There's like asbestos ceilings and. Oh. I mean, it was cool. There was a dry cleaner and a sort of 7-Eleven. Yeah, and there was like a campus. little deli that was kind of dope. And uh, parking was good, but it's it's like short-term housing for actors that come here for pilot season. It's like right. where you stay before you made it. And so everybody in Hollywood's done a. Actually, job. you know what I was stoked about is that I got to tell people I stayed in the place that they sent Dom to from Entourage. I was like, yeah, yeah Colby stayed at the place where you know. Where... Anyway, man, I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, dude. Dude, if you just hung in there a little longer, Quentin Tarantino could have, like, put you in a film or something. You know, he, he always does that shit. He, like, pulls people right off the precipice of, of obscurity. Like, oh, oh, and then Corey Haim could have been in, like, Inglorious Bastards 2 or something. But. Can, uh, can we play a little Cry Little Sister, Corey? This is going to be the theme to Lost Boys. Rest in peace, Sam. Isn't it? Colby, what's happening? You guys are driving around? You and Driss are driving around? Um, yeah. Um, I didn't even know Driss was in town. He, this is how it usually goes with him. He called me up. He's like, yo, what's up, son? How you doing? I'm like, chilling, chilling. And he's like, you got a suit? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, man. Got a party. I'll pick you up in like 30. I was like, all right. Yeah. And then uh, put on my best top man suit. And we went uh, We went out. And I just broke out. You know, tried to run a flavor bit interview. You know, Maybe we should have that GPS on. Yeah, flavor she bit. wanted some shine. She kept buttoning. We were actually getting lost. It was. Uh, Let's get back into that. All right, so back back to the bin part two. You getting into the Olympics? Bro, to win the Olympics is uh, shit. Is Great Britain represented at all? Do they have anybody here? Um, I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. No. <laughs> I tell you, man, what I've been watching is the downhill women's slalom. Which is this quick fire course with bends and turns, and there's four yeah. women that shoom, go go at it. Saw so this one chick, man. She was fourth, which has made the whole thing a lot worse. Like, but she was last, man. And she, the last hill, because they do this dramatic last jump before you cross the line. And she jumped, man. Oh my god. When I say she stacked it, man, and like her, her arm went that way, her fucking foot went that way. <laughs> she stacked, she looked ridiculous as well, man. It wasn't even graceful. Oh my god. <laughs> and you know, they have mics on the um, slalom, so you can actually hear what the skaters are saying as they go past, man. And she said, oh! <laughs> No good luck. But hey, yeah, the Olympics, definitely essential viewing right now. 
Well, the game started at a slow tempo, but I must say it's starting to pick up a real momentum now. position. And that change may well inject more life. Labor. Did you get it uh, taking any footy back in London? Oh man, I did, yeah, man. I went to a couple of live games, man. Both fucking my team, Arsenal. I'm an Arsenal fan, man. Oh, I went to Arsenal-Liverpool, the 1-1 draw. On a Saturday you went, right? Yeah. I remember I was coming in that day. Oh, yeah. You're an Arsenal fan? Come on, don't like Arsenal. Shut up, man. What are you talking about? They're Arsenal's just like the fucking the, the rich bourgeois of England, dude. Nah, You're man. a hammer, aren't you, East End? Um, hammer? No, fucking hammer. Suck. Fuck them. Here's the thing. When I, when I lived in Hackney, you know what I mean? That, you know, Hackney, I was a stone throw away from Arsenal. Okay, all right, then that's fair. Then I moved to freaking Cannon Town, which is a stone throw away from West Ham. And West Ham are just fucking Rubbish. horrible. Yeah. And their kit sucks too. Like, that's that's a big that's a big deal. I yeah, understand. man. When you're a kid, who wants to wear yeah, burgundy nice. shorts? Yeah, burgundy socks. How about no thanks? Yeah, no thank you. So um, West Ham was definitely a double thumbs down. But West, uh, but Arsenal. Right, so was from in. the beginning, you've been Arsenal. That's all that matters. Well, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I, I did a stint at Tottenham for a little bit. Oh, I'm down with Tottenham. That's my new team. That's your new team. Well, I, I, I've never had a team because, you know, I grew up in New York. <laughs> and the only games you could see growing up was Man United, so I was into them, but I'm into Tottenham, you know, the Heave Army being a Jew and all. And yeah, well, that's, uh, Tottenham's a decent side, man. My mate, Raz, he's a big Tottenham fan. I just can't get with Tottenham, man. Well, you're an Arsenal fan. Oh, yeah, and there's only one North on the team, man. Goodfellas is on my list. Uh -huh. I want to say where the champ, the champ is on my on my list. Get up, champ! Oh, come on, champ! You can do it, champ! Like that, that, that shit was heartbreaking. Yeah, for Rudy me, does that for me actually. Um, that's a great movie. Um, man, The Incredibles is on that list. The Incredibles is a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just really well done. It's really, you know, the comedy's funny. Yeah, yeah, really cool spot. Animation. You want to make a left here, actually. I do. Um, also on this list for me is um, wow. I've got two more, don't I? I've got to be careful now, man. Hey, take your time. Oh, wow. Man, I think um, it was Spartacus for me, man. Spartacus, cool. Spartacus was like just an epic. It was either Spartacus or Clash of the Titans, man, but. It's one of those movies where it was. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that was terribly. on like, in America, it was on like every Saturday morning. Clash of the Titans? Yeah. <laughs> With the uh, stop start animation. Yeah, Harry Housing Wing and Harry Housing Wings and something like that. You know, the skeletons of the swords. Skeletons. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, that shit was crazy. You know, in England, man, they played Tarzan, the TV show, heavily. Yeah. 
and it was in black and white. I remember, there always used to be an underwater scene. <laughs> so I thought it was wicked, man. Like, wow, Tarzan can swim underwater. Yeah, because uh, Tarzan was like an Olympic champion. He was like an Olympic swimmer. That they'd be, they'd I always be used Tarzan. To, I always love it. He knew one African word, man, and it meant everything. Angoa! <laughs> Flavor. So I got one more film, man. You know, I'm take it back, man. This is a film that most people have not seen, man. But you were talking about dub earlier. It's a film called, an English film called Babylon. It's a British film. And it really does actually, you know what I mean, center on the concrete jungle of the 70s, you know, mid 70s, uh, early 80s. It was sound system. Mm -hmm. It was London. London was called Babylon. Them time there, you know what I mean? Um, so it's like calling New York the Big Apple or something. But Babylon is not so much. It was not really so endearing. You know, yeah, I mean, oh, I see. The Big I see. Apple. And you know, I was. I'm close to the movie because it does center in, on, in some of the, the sound system days when I was, you know, DJing on the sound system, and it picks up on all of that that culture, yeah, man. Yeah, just time great film, on. Babylon. If you can look up Babylon, man, watch that film. Actually, there's a great, great reggae tune um, that Aswad, you ever heard of Aswad, the band? They got a tune called Warrior Charge by Aswad. Nice. Check that shit out, man. Big tune. What's, uh, what's, in the, what's the future hold for Idris Elba? Yeah. Do you want to work with Peter Berg? Oh, man, I love Peter Berg. He's got a film Battleship. If you can get your American accent higher, I think he has a spot for you. Is it true you used to use your American accent so people wouldn't bug out when they heard your English accent? Yeah, man, I had a personality crisis for a little <laughs> while, man. I was playing string about. I just didn't want to break their hearts. Your destination like, is Yo, String! Your route guidance is String! Yo, man, where's String at? Uh, hello, mate. When you walk through the garden, gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track. If you walk with Jesus, he's gonna save your soul. Chris. Hell of a night, Flavor Bin signing off. Thank you so much for uh, being in the bin. Oh man, it was um, been a real pleasure to be in the bin, man. First time in the bin, I hope it's not the last time, man. Oh, I hope no, people no. get a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could get a segment, you could, you could get a dub segment. <laughs> I want to get you on with Billions McMillions, though, because he'll, uh, he'll dig deep into your... Uh, into your past. Yo, Bill, bring it on, man. Come on, Bill. Bin. Bin. Yeah, Flavor Bin, man. It's been a pleasure sitting here talking to you guys, talking to my man, Colby Park Junes. Uh, Flavor Bin, it's been real. Thanks, you, Idris, Idris Elba. Signing out with a little bit of reggae to sign off the evening. Flavor Bin. I gotta admit, Colby, this is a great interview. I'm a little jealous I wasn't involved. Yeah, he's the shit. Bill, uh, I wanna get into something today. Today, as we're recording, it's March 12th. 
and it's the first day you could pre-order the iPad. Have you already signed up? You've got one. You, you're going to get one, right? I logged on, and I'm trying to figure out which one to get. They have a Wi-Fi only one, and they have one with Wi-Fi and the 3G. And I'm just trying to decide which 3G one to get. I'm not going to get the Wi-Fi one. It's basically, Wi-Fi means I can't get on the internet unless I'm actually uh, hooked up to someone's airport or Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, you're 3GS, I yeah. can get on anywhere. Yeah. Okay, let's help our flavor bin audience here. Knowledge. I don't know if I just they need want, help on this. I just want straight facts. What should they be concerned about about getting the iPad? I'm about to drop 600 bucks, and mm. I'm some ignorant person that doesn't know. Well, I, I have a laptop, <clears throat> and it's good. I watch my movies. Why do I need an iPad, and what should I be worried about? Well, big negative for me, actually, is that it doesn't have flash, although I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's not going to stop me from liking it. But I do feel that it's kind of being marketed like a like a home device that you just chill on your couch with. And uh, I think a lot of people are really used to doing that with their laptops. And I think they're going to come in and they're going to want to watch some video on some website or maybe play some game on, on Facebook. And they're not going to be able to do that right away without an app. So no flash, kind of a, kind of a bummer. So what about Windows Media Player? Do I have to download that on my computer? And I, then, I you mean, can't you can't use that on the iPad. That, on that the scratches iPad. out about half the porn. I, watch. I know. I don't know what's going to happen. People are going to have to really step up their porn tech, and uh, you know these companies, these web pages are going to have to offer uh, you know. And that's the I, other thing. That's the other thing is that Apple won't really allow an app to, you know, like a porn app on the devices. So I think a lot of people are going to. A lot of people are going to be fine with it, but certain people are going to be really upset by this kind of what, what's called like a walled garden approach. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Can I put a DVD inside the iPad? <laughs> no. So I, <laughs> you'd probably, ha you'd either have to uh, load a movie in through iTunes, you know, you'd either have to buy it off of iTunes or you'd have to encode it on a computer. Which is the other thing. It's not really a substitute for a computer. All right, Bill, I'm going to go into my uh, geeky nerd voice for this next question. Uh, so with the iPad, um, if you want to transfer files from uh, your computer to the uh, iPad, uh, is it USB port or uh, FireWire? I, you know, i got to be honest with you. It sounds like that guy would already know. But, uh, Actually, he would, though. But for the purposes of uh, bringing the characters to life, I had to ask you the nerd voice. <laughs> All right, well, no, you know what? It's just the standard iPod, like, 25-pin connector cable. It's, it behaves very much like an iPhone or an iPod. You know, so, you know, and essentially it is kind of an iPod. You know, there's a lot of complaints about that, too, that it's just an iPod Touch. But I'm telling you, man, did you forget, people, how dope an iPod Touch is? I mean, that thing is, an iPod Touch is fucking cool. And then a, a huge one with a big screen. I think there's going to be a lot of cool apps for it. I'm really excited about, like, the little music production apps and stuff. We use uh, iPhones to record a lot of Flavorbin on, actually. And being able to maybe have a slightly more powerful device with more editing capabilities, I'm kind of into it, you know? Bill, I love you, and you're my Flavorbin co-host, but never tell anybody outside the Flavorbin family how we record our Flavorbins. <laughs> The flavor. Bill, now we got to get into our interview, which we actually did a month ago with uh, Morgan, the super genius, super villain. All right, Morgan Phillips. Most of you probably aren't familiar with this guy, but you should be. He's a, he's a pretty funny guy. He's a friend of ours in New York and uh, he's native, a native New Yorker, very abrasive guy. Just calls it like he sees it. 
you know, and uh, you explained it well. He, uh, when you say native New Yorker, he just comes with tons of tude, and he's the kind of friend that. You know, you actually find him charming because he's very blunt and coarse. And you're like, I, you know, maybe it's just me. I kind of think it's funny. And then you introduce him to some other friends and you're like, oh, whoa, shit. Uh, he's being too abrasive with them. Anywho, you guys take a listen. Tell us what you think. Morgan, like this. Morgan Phillips. Does Up that going to sound good? The super genius. Is that going to sound good? The suck lord. Do you, do you sound good? That's more importantly. I sound fine. Does your mic sound okay? Oh, yeah. I'm so years. nervous. I'm not nervous. You're acting very un-Morgan-like. No, That's not no, true. He's... I'm not nervous. Fuck that. Here. Um, super villain. Yeah. What's up with your affinity for Chinatown? You're a real big Chinatown supporter. Talk to us about your love for Chinatown. You know, Chinatown is kind of... I, I don't know. I've always had an affinity for Chinese shit. What's some of your f uh, favorite spots when you For walk around? Food? food or just walk around spots that make favorite you happy? Spots. I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of bars down there. There's there's uh, Yellow. That's a new bar though, and that's like a kind of younger crowd goes in there. I don't I don't know. It's like the arcade. I guess is pretty cool. Is that Mott Street? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mott Eight Street. Mott Street. Eight Mott Street. Check that place out. No, don't. You want to get your ass whooped at like Street Fighter Cross. Alpha or something? Great. Now all your hipster friends are gonna be hanging out yeah, there. They're all, they're over it. Man. We're scenesters, by the way. Um, scenesters. There's no scene for you yeah. there. Seamstresses. Uh, All right, now, Cross Street is well hot. What happens like, like cops after hours and shit, right? It's like, anybody after hours. I mean, we live across the street from 69 Restaurant. Is uh, across the street. And that's where, that attracts all the, the drunk late-night partiers. Go, uh, they're open until, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, so we can hear all the drunk people. Uh, I go to bed at, like, 12 o'clock, 1, you know? And then suddenly, like four o'clock, you start hearing fucking all these girls. Ah, yeah, yeah. Invariably, just this pack of like drunk, slutty Asian chicks and their fucking Chinese goomba boyfriends after being out clubbing all night. You know, always getting into fights and slap little sl slap fests, and dude gets thrown in the in the fucking garbage bags and. By his own friends, you think? Or whatever. It's just like there's always one guy that got too drunk and his friends got to put him down. You know, it's like this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the guy is just not acting in his own best interest and they have to sort of slam him into the gate, you know, and sit him on the ground. Anyway, we hear this shit almost nightly, especially on the weekends. What's up with that video dating show you were on VH1? You what was that? It? You know what's up with it. I didn't. I saw pieces. Whatever. Uh, Jeff Blue Flight. You know, I'm a guy that gets around, and I thought, you know, I got. What was a, the name of it? I can't get a date. I had a chance to be on a VH1 show, dating show, get took some it. girls, get some clothes, took it. You know. All right. All right. All right. Got on all right, TV. All right. Don't trip that was a, that was Got the, my girlfriend off that show. That was definitely. She still lives with me. That was that like was four best, years ago. Yours was the best episode. Yeah. Other well, well, episodes. Yeah. That's what people say about everything I do. All right. <laughs> so, well, I'm with oh, so how many dates did you go on? Explain. Two. You went on two dates. I went on two dates. Only one of them made it to the edit. There oh. was like a two. There was like one. One of the story arcs was better than the other. And so, were you kicking it to both girls for a while? Yeah, for a minute. I mean, there was a little. You know, there was a little going around. But I mean, eh, it was cool. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like this big scandal. But 
I had a couple of dates in a short period of time. Nice. Played with boobs. And, um, yeah, it was all good. And, it, you know, people were filming it. And, like, I had a whole crew of people, producers and stuff, cameramen and wardrobe people that were interested in, like, my, you know, my sexual welfare and, like, how well I was doing getting laid. And they were helping me and giving me money and shit like that and buying me suits and hooking me up with girls. And I went on a couple of dates and played around. But it turned out one of the girls that was actually working on the show, and the girl that they hired to do all their After Effects shit, the titles, uh, turned out to be my girlfriend now because oh. she saw the show and she was like, <laughs> she was like, show that, is like hooked you up for like eight years of girlfriends. It truly did get you a date. It got me the longest date in my fucking life because now she lives with me. Where's this night going? Do, you do the show like this, like on the run like this all the time? More often than we should probably, but this yeah. is kind of hip. <laughs> That's some very, very standard Morgan shit. That is about what it's like walking around New York City with that guy. Yeah, what's up, guy? Whatever, what's up, guy? guy? I mean, just a little backstory. This dude is like the modern-day Renaissance man. You know, he he manufactures and sells his own toys. He maintains this pretty insane web page. He plays bass in this band, Say, Goes out on tour, wilds out. He's a very funny dude, but we got some more coming up. I want to go into this thing, America's Best Dance Crew, Parker. I love this show, bro. I know. This is my I, favorite I have to, show. God, you know what? I have to admit, I got a little burnt, and I skipped out on on season four my bad I know that now alright two seasons have been a little soft it's still great TV yeah but this year we have two new crews that are just what's the jump rope crew there? Saltari Saltari they're kind of hot and then my favorite this year and I think you too Poriotics is like these kids from Westminster uh, so just tight. wilding out and they're, they're like the closest thing to Jabberwockies since Jabberwockies they're, yeah. they're a little more technical they're not quite as like me, b-boy exactly Jabberwockies were more b-boy a lot more floor work <laughs> uh, whereas Poriotics is more up rocking and ticking and yeah and, and a lot of popping and locking but I gotta say this is the thing I'm enjoying most about America's Best Dance Crew this season they have totally upped their technical dance lingo. The judges come on and they're dead serious. And so Colby and I have collected a little montage of everything we could just to, you gotta, this lingo is nuts. I wanna go to the judges to get their thoughts. From the top, you went straight into the popping. The cutting section. These mule kicks with the ropes on the fire. The choreo in the middle got a little boring for me, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, and it's only like an eight count of dance. You might catch a little wop here, catch a little skip there. Like Michael Jackson doesn't black. He turned it into more of like a swag affair, and I like that. Mario, you use the windmill to set up your afro. There was a section where you guys were scrumping with your ticking and your popping. This is called a death spot. That's pretty ill. I want to get into a slow mo action through the middle, whacking, and then he just hit a shabam sections and the popping. You go from the which ways. Mark is doing the hand hops. The hand hops were dope. And when you actually got to the popping section, I was like, all right. I'm gonna get into the slow-mo right now. Today when they did the robot, they did a little sexy bot. With the ladies on top, looking good, looking good, looking good. From your pose and as you guys peeled out. Curl lifts. Double with the rope, spinning underneath. The transitions were smooth, it was sexy, and it was on point. Point. Dude, I love the way they spit dance stats. So hot. Uh, it, it makes the program for me. I, I, what, who are you calling for the season? 
I think poriotics. Uh, yeah, it's poriotics. I can't see anybody else touching them right now. No. What's your favorite one? Mamacita. Mamacita's like, uh, yeah, and you and you come out whacking into a shabam. <laughs> That's my shit right there. All right, so we're going to finish up Morgue now? Yeah, let's get back into that Morgan. Yeah, no, you can't park that here, Flavor Bin. We like used to I be tight. I don't know if no, you well, yeah, yeah, we used to be tight till you fucking moved to another city. Oh, yeah. But, uh, nah, I used to come back when you were working at, uh, that place, um, I used to come over there, and you would work, you would work at the weird hours, you would start working at, like, eight at night, and work until, like, three, and I would come up in there and hang out and eat all that free fucking food they had in their fridge, and all that free beer, and fucking smoke all your weed, and sniff all your coke, and fucking just sit there and, like, watch you edit, and... Um, I, you know, that's really actually one of the things that got me interested in, in editing, you know, being all fucking skied out and watching you do your magic. I remember when we, when we cut, you, you know, we cut that, uh, you were making like a trailer for this documentary about dogs or something like that. <laughs> do you remember that? I it's like totally you had do. all this footage of all these cute dogs and all these dogs doing all this fun dog shit for, uh, some happy-go-lucky dog documentary right and so we're up in there and we're getting fucked up and it's like I gotta come up with some concept for this edit and it was like we took like the theme song from Pelham 123 and took the most gnarliest shots of all the footage of just the the rankest toughest meanest dogs and just cut it together to make it this sort of like dirty dozen of fucked up dogs from D block you know it was just this hard ass cut (laughs) and we're like all fucked up and like yeah and then the next day you're like oh I showed it to the client and he was like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> now, they wanted something real cute and happy and playful and you gave them like fucking NWA of dogs what would flavor been do what was it on channel D it was like the ma- the cable channels all used to have letters like back when you had the box where you would push the buttons all the porn shit was on channel J like interludes after midnight late uh, midnight robin blue bird. and robin bird were all on channel J who was the midnight blue was what's his face Al Goldstein Al Goldstein oh that was a great show man. Dude, can you remember like turn to channel Al Goldstein's there like in this underwear cursing oh, so and- great because they used to review porno movies or he would just spout about political shit and this was like when Koch was the mayor and it was just like Midnight Blue was an album called scene. And then they also had this other show called Interludes After Midnight, which was like a swinger show. Because these are shows that used to play, and this is before AIDS. So they like, it would be like naked people just sitting around, not even great looking people, regular people with big bushes or whatever, just laying around on this couch nude or in just draped in sheets and just talking about sexuality. And, you know, and then they would have commercials for... Uh, Plato's Retreat and shit like that, which was like the big sort of swinger, yeah. like bathhouse place. You know, it was like, and they just had. <laughs> Robin Bird would be like performers all sitting around, and then she'd be like, yeah. and what are you doing? And like, and then she'd go there the guy would get up too. Was, yeah, it was a showcase for strippers, and they had male strippers too. You know, and the guy would get up there with a leather banana hammock and flop it around. <laughs> and you'd go back and switch back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that was back in the day when, like, all your friends would be at your mom's house, whatever, and it'd be all dudes, like, 12, 13, and everybody's under the blanket, you know, pretending they're not, like, jerking off. Like, we'd all be... It's when we first started getting into porn, you know, and it was just like, you just couldn't help it, you know? And it's like, they would use your friends. It would, like, stand by me, but with jerking off. Put that in the flavor bin? 
being on the flavor bin. I've, I've lately been sort of paying attention to some podcasts here and there. I listen to some comic book guy podcasts, and we try to do a podcast of our own, you know, and then, you know, we started just talking a bunch of bullshit on the mic and recording it and then i heard your podcast and then i was like ah fuck it you know <laughs> i'm not i deaded right mine and it was like all the other ones i heard were whack you guys know how to riff you know how to edit you know and the little picture in the corner i mean those things really fucking matter it's it's a team effort there's so much smoke blowing <laughs> up your ass the right strong now. edits that colby parker strong jr edits. lays down ruthless edits ruthless edits that keep the ship on course he's like the keel you guys make a good team here we go and i'm glad team. to be part of it Blazer. I love Morgan Phillips, the super genius. Did you see how he came around in the end? He was so sweet. I know. I love, I'm sorry that I called him. Like, did I call him an ass? No, I just said he was abrasive. He warmed. He warmed up. He warmed up guy. a bit, didn't he? And and you know that's that's Morgan. It's that time again, Parker. Are you ready? Bring it. Flavor cules. All right, first flavor cue for me is. Eric Romare, the uh, godfather of the French New Wave, passed away this past year. Recommend uh, you start with the Six Moral Tales. In particular, Chloe in the Afternoon and uh, My Night at Mott. Is that on Criterion? Yeah. Of course. Come on. All right. Mine's not quite so heady. My first flavor cue is the webpage upnorthtrips.com. It's kind of a hip-hop blog doing its thing. doesn't really say a lot, but it's just poignant with photos and little zingers. My next flavor cue is the ascot. Um, oh, wow. It's a more civilized way to dress. Lovey. Um, actually, um, I'm in an ascot gang with George Trakulius and Peter Bogdanovich. Oh, wow. My next flavor cue is to uh, make sure you watch those old vintage trailers on those DVDs that you have. Like, let's say you get an old 70s movie. The trailer is always banging. Actually, part of my uh, film nights with George and... Bogdog, we uh, always dip into the special features and see the trailers. Uh, but these are the just—I mean, just the trailers. Oh, okay. We're more into features. commentaries. Yeah, of course, commentaries. You know, well, come on. Next flavor cue: Aubrey Plaza rolling her eyes on Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next flavor cue for me: kind of an oldie, but a goodie. The uh, Temptations album "Psychedelic Soul," which is a compilation of their psychedelic soul records. Fantastic uh, CD, track it down. It came out about 10 years ago. Oh, I'm glad you did music, Bill, because uh, I don't have any music flavor cues. Next flavor cue is the Mishmash at Cantor's. It's the mm. Rolls Royce of uh, matzo ball soups. Comes with uh, matzo ball, kreplock, kasha, noodles, carrots, and chicken. Buck extra for the carrots and chicken. You had one of those last night, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Stop jumping in on my flavor kill, dude. <laughs> Can I have a bite of that Get flavor Get off my kill? flavor kill. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll counter with uh, my uh, favorite new fast food joint in Manhattan, Bonchon Chicken, down in the financial district. Kind of a Korean uh, fast food barbecue chicken spot. Yeah. Bonchon Chicken. Definitely the one down in the financial district, though. Final flavor kill is The Wraith has come out on DVD, Bill. <laughs> the 80s movie? Yes. <laughs> With the car. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen. Wow, you just pulled that out of the flavor holster and hit me with it, huh? Wow. Here, here's my two sentences on it. Uh, this exploitation film is part sci-fi, part horror flick. The Wraith has a banging 80s soundtrack. Um, it does, bitchin' actually. Cars. 
and Clint Howard. Mm. My final flavor kill is going to be the New York Knicks Nueva York jerseys they wore the other night. Part of the Noche Latina program. Good and Fuego. Very hot. Stop it, Flavor Ben. It's not fun anymore. Speaking of tough love, we have uh, oh god, the Peteberg motivational moment. Let's get into that. Quit your sniveling. It's time for the Peterberg motivational moment. I want to talk to you for a second about confrontation and your own willingness to explore confrontation in your daily lives. I think it's important that we all certainly not shy away from confrontation, but I'm going to suggest that we all spend a little bit of time. I want you to spend the next week actually seeking out confrontation. I don't want you to pick a fight. I don't want you to do anything unnecessarily aggressive, but somebody cuts in front of you, somebody won't shut the fuck up, somebody annoys you, somebody does something to offend you, call them out on it and monitor the way your system functions while you're doing it. Monitor your heart rate, monitor your breathing, see if you can stay cool in the middle of confrontation. Bill, um, I have good knowledge that that motivational moment was aimed at you. Is, is good knowledge code for the recording immediately after that was Peter Berg yelling at me? Yeah, maybe. Well, there's some recordings of him actually yelling That's at me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, cut. yeah. yeah. So. Flavor Bin episode six so. is over. Um, John Dorn, where you at? You dish the Flavor Bin, you dish yourself, son. <laughs> Get involved. Get involved. <laughs> but you know, a John Dorn. rumors about this guy. We, we got our producer on top of things, and he's set up a, a way for you, the audience, to communicate with us here at the Flavor Bin. And it's, it's pretty easy, nothing too clever. The Flavor Bin at gmail.com. I had Idris on and I didn't ask him wire questions, but if you have any, I'm gonna see him again. For example, like, yo, Driss, um, yo, if Stringer Bell didn't get taken out, you think you could have ever seen him working for Marlo like Slim Charles? Stuff like that. Email him to theflavorbin at gmail.com. Again? Please tell me no. Come on, Idris.